0: Welcome to Two Minds Today with your host, Charlene, Authority in Leadership Development, and Halle, an expert community builder. The pod all about best practices to get you noticed and ahead in your professional life. Hey, Charlene, how are you? So good
1: to be here tonight with you. Good to be here tonight with you too on our new nighttime podcast schedule here. Um, it's good because it gives us the whole day to think about it. And by the way, to call back to our last episode before we dive into this week, I was in a meeting and someone said to me the words, yeah, and I didn't bring this up, but they don't listen to the podcast or anything. They said... Yeah, I really only got to know my um, co-workers during a off-hours meeting, and that was great. Uh, So shout out to Hillel, who is definitely advocating for our after our social engagements, um, because uh, someone uh, backed you up and lifted up your voice without ever even knowing it. And that actually brings us today. We're gonna talk a little bit about uh, uplifting others, but let's first take a day. The the theme of today is how do you speak up in a meeting when it boils down to it? Um, How do you speak up?
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's that's an interesting one, right? I think we kind of navigate that even in our personal lives, right? How do you speak 100%. up in conversations? How do you speak up when you see your family members? And then now when you're talking about meetings and work, there's like a whole other level of importance attached to it because your livelihood, I think on some level, like you worry about, oh, if I say this, if I say that, it's not only what they think about you and how everyone is considering uh, your viewpoint. It also shows
1: whether or not you're adept is what you're doing. Well, so it's really interesting. We've I don't know if we've talked about it here, but I'm a super outward processor, uh, which just means like I not only I, I think really quickly, I'm not I'm not a journal type of person, but I also speak as I think, which um, often makes it seem like I am more participatory than others because I am um, because Other people are sitting back and thinking when I'm like, here's everything I think all in like 45 seconds, right? And so just knowing your personality um, and knowing who you are and what you strive to, I would say is number one. And then once you know who you are and what you do, you know, if you are a person that needs to take up more airspace is what we're going to call it today is the airspace is the amount of talking you do or don't do in a meeting or, or in whatever setting. Um, or if you need to share the airspace where I really have to do that. And I'll tell you, hello, one thing that helps is Zoom because there is a big old mute button. And (laughs) I could see that I am taking up too much space. I hit the mute and I'm like, done.
0: That's interesting. And actually, I do think it's important to know thyself. And I would add to that that when you're in a meeting, you also kind of have to pay attention to what the other personalities are in the room. Yeah. Because if you have another person who's like you, then go ahead, process outwardly all day. They're gonna love it and the other person's gonna do it with you and you're gonna go back and forth. And it's gonna be like this mutually like love fest of getting to the answer because you're both processing that way. But if you're with someone else in the room who is an internal processor and then comes out, your external processing might seem unorganized to them. They might think you have no idea what you're saying and you're going in circles. So I think you need to be aware of who you're speaking to and kind of match your form and method of communication to the other people in the room.
1: Yeah. Um, And I will add to that. We tend to gravitate towards people that are like us. So if you're in a meeting with someone and they're super quiet, don't assume that they don't know what they're talking about or that they don't have thoughts. You know, if you're this quick processor, assume that they um, like to think things through, maybe they're perfectionists, right? That's um, really It's actually a very strong quality in a lot of gifted kids is this perfectionism. So before they say or do anything, they double check it either, you know, three times before it comes out. I think it's so funny that
0: you said that with respect to like certain personality traits being more and less quiet because- culturally there's a huge oh difference gosh. across different countries and in some countries in some cultures depending on where you're from this outgoing talking that in America we value as someone being sure of themselves and knowing who they are is actually looked on as negatively mm-hmm. and it's more like less is more not more is more <laughs> which is I think more like the American view of looking at it so Yeah, that's an interesting point. So be careful before you judge and assume what everyone's, you know, how you look at the way someone else is speaking in a group. It's not just all the factors that you said, which is incredibly important, the personality and how people process. And, but also there's this cultural overlay. If you're dealing with people not from this country, um, you're for sure going to have a different sense of the amount of time that it's appropriate to speak the content of what is
1: appropriate to say how Um, loud you speak and (laughs) and then if you're using gestures I know um I I will say personally my little guy was told like he speaks too loudly with too much gestures and I was like that's kind of a cultural thing and by the way that's many cultures not just ours
0: oh god Uh, I have a story on that for you yes please (laughs) okay so when I first came to America, I was eight years old. And this is a story of when I was in seventh grade. Okay. So I came to America in third grade, and this is a story in seventh or eighth grade. So three, four years later. And um, I remember so, clear, so clearly, I could even tell you where I was sitting and what was happening. Um, the kids in the group said to me, are you even able to speak without your hands holler? And I realized that I was constantly talking to my, with my hands and everyone would say, oh gosh, you're such a flirt. And believe me, I was not a flirt, but my idea of personal space was a lot smaller. And I was very touchy when I spoke with someone, I completely used my hands, which is very Mediterranean and Middle Eastern. And I didn't realize it. So they challenged me, how try and speak without using your hands. So I actually physically sat on my hands in this group while I was trying to speak to everyone and I couldn't do it I had to get up and use my hands I was like gesturing with my shoulders doing everything and it became a concerted effort at that moment I realized that oh my gosh this isn't right this isn't how they do it here and I really took a lot of effort to not speak with my hands so I could match the group dynamics of the conversations of everyone else, because it was giving messages that I didn't want it to give. Um And in that case was being flirty at a time when, you know, that I
1: have, I'll I'm hold not. down the other side of maybe just not jump to conclusions on if somebody and allow for these cultural differences. Right. So allow for you. And by the way, even outside culture, some people are more touchy and right. Honestly, I was the person that that like, What's gonna come out of COVID? I won't have to tug people anymore. I um, am pretty selective on my hugs, but everybody likes to hug me. So um, I was like, at least I won't have to hug people anymore. Uh, it's not true. Everyone's hugging him back in my face um and I say that with love and I uh and all of that but I I think people just have different personal preferences some people like love a hug and love to be that close distance I know that um I I just remember so vividly I don't even remember what museum it was there was dots on the floor of where different cultures stood when they spoke to each other you know where there is in America is is the the dots were the furthest apart and um so it's like this distance between people and what is is the cultural norm. Look, it's good to be aware of cultural norm, but it's also good to be aware of where different people are coming from um, and and not jump to like, oh, you're so flirty. Um, but that's crazy that you sat on your hands and you felt the need to change yourself so drastically.
0: Well, look, the reality is when we're talking about, you know, meeting, like meeting conversations or having other discussions with people, you have to match The environment and the people that are in the room. And so, you know, I don't think of it as a a negative thing. I know like we're in the moment in time where everyone talks about how important it is to accept people from different cultures and accept each individual as who they are. And yes, that's beautiful and wonderful. And we really should all strive to be like that. The reality is though, when you're an individual in a group setting, you have to match the, min- the majority environment of what is going on. Otherwise, you're just not going to be able to effectively communicate what you need to do. And the onus becomes on the person who's in the minor the minority voice. Not to say that everyone shouldn't try and understand the different communication styles. So when we're in a professional meeting space, you really, you know, the individual who wants to speak up needs to be aware of these dynamics if you want to be effectively heard by everyone else in the room.
1: I agree. And I, and I think it just goes back to exactly that knowing who's in the room, knowing what you're going to say. And I, I actually, you know, kind of like and don't like what your friends did to you. I like it as like a leadership tool technique, right? I like the idea of trying to be what you're not. If you are not someone who takes a lot of airspace, I like the idea of recognizing it. Make tally marks every time you speak. Make tally marks every time a question is asked and whether you speak or not. I think that is a fundamental tool to try and recognize and understand. I think that if you're talking too much, I think go on mute either actually or or not, um, really challenge yourself to do what you are not is huge in leadership development. Um, having other people tell you to do it is, eh, okay. <laughs>
0: I get it. Look, I, I guess I have a very, uh, a, a really long rope or incredible amount of tolerance for other people telling me what to do. I know yeah. that you not nice and you shouldn't tell people and everyone gets insulted when someone is telling you something. I, you know, I would say if someone's trying to say something to you, um, take it, you know, take it from the most positive way that it's intended. So I wasn't insulted that they were telling me. Um, I just like, I was grateful in a way, but it is true. You have to be careful when you essentially critique someone else's spe- speaking. Um, but it was an important lesson that I learned and something that I'm happy that I could share with everyone here because when you speak, you gotta know your audience and you need yeah. to understand who's, who's there so that you yeah. can have that great communication.
1: So I would, uh, we actually got to the end of our time. So we'll actually go to uplifting others in the room um, next time. But I really think we should challenge everyone to take note in a meeting how much airspace you are taking and have an agreement with yourself as you go into it and feel free to name it with your partners that I know I speak up a lot. I'm gonna intentionally try and speak up less. There's nothing wrong because that's the first thing when extroverts are quiet. They're like, what's wrong? Are you okay? And you're like, I'm fine. I'm trying something new. Um, And similar, if you are a super, never mind, you don't like taking up airspace, but you're a really big introvert, um, tell your collab partners that, hey, I'm practicing this. I'm gonna try and step in more to this meeting. Um, If I don't get it right, um, you know, have a little bit of patience for me. I'm, I'm trying this and I appreciate your, you know, you doing it with me. I'm, I'm huge on naming things, just be clear. And, um, and yes, so next week we'll catch you back up on uplifting others in the room, but this week, and I think we could probably do a whole nother one on, um, on how to share your voice in the room, which maybe, maybe we'll do that first next week, but thanks everyone for listening this week.
0: Thanks everyone. And hey. As we end each podcast every week to learn a little more each day.
1: See you next time on Two Minds Today. Like and subscribe.